three, two, one. Welcome to Hungry Hip Hop, potluck style reviews where we dish out the freshest takes on what these artists are serving up. We're looking for the spiciest bars, vibes, and production in order to expand our palettes and diversify our playlists. So, this is Milo, live and in stereo, and today we're taking a look at Logic's final album, No Pressure. So, Logic is a rapper from Maryland, which makes a lot of sense because his style is very emblematic of the East Coast style. And this is this is the final project, and he really brings to the table a lot of energy because he had something to say, and it's the last thing he has to say for us. For those who aren't familiar with Logic, which is very few people, he's a biracial rapper, so it is a he's a little bit controversial. <laughs> if anyone's seen him in real life, <laughs> so. I'm positive he'll make a rather exciting topic of discussion in addition to the content of this album. So let's get started. I don't know. Uh, Alan, what'd you think? So this was a pretty good Logic album. And I say that to mean there were some great tracks that were highlights to me that I thought were catchy and had really clever bars. Songs like Hit My Line and Celebration. Um and five hooks especially stood out to me. But when I say it's a Logic album, all of the problems that I've always had with Logic definitely still come into play on No Pressure. And for one, that is a lack of originality, where in some songs I feel like, oh, this looks like he bought a like a Kanye type beat or something, or there's a lot of production from No ID, who's very connected to Kanye West. And Logic goes out of his way on this album to say, like, I'm working with no ID. Did, did you know I'm working with no ID? <laughs> you know how many goddamn times he says that? <laughs> yeah, he, he says that a lot of times. And, like, repeating himself is something that Logic is has done a lot in the past. There was a funny Chance the Rapper shout-out where he talks about <laughs> Chance constantly talking about his wife on his last album and defending the repetition, which not necessary. But more importantly to this album, um, for, for the most part, I'd say it was really good. Uh, I do have, <laughs> I did have kind of an issue with songs like GP4, which is essentially biting off the exact flow and the exact production off of an old Outcast song called Elevators. Mm, that's what it was. So, okay, I yeah. knew it was something. I just didn't know what. So. It's uncanny to the point where someone who hasn't heard H.E. Aliens in a long time was just like, oh, no, this is directly just a ripoff. He didn't attempt to change it in any way, which was just interesting because on on the song Man I Is, he took the little horn section from another outcast song called Spotty Adi Dopalicious and just like sped it up and incorporated it into his own sample, which worked a lot better being able to like take something and then integrate it but i'm getting a little off track all that to say there are some definitely bangers on this album um but man logic like the problems that he had through his whole career about lacking originality and not really being able to present too much new stuff to me he never really got over so now i'll pass it off to mark um did i ever tell y'all that i saw logic live before no yeah, I'm like way like not to be you know hipster and whatnot, but like 
way before he blew up. This was like 2012-ish, maybe. Um, maybe 2013. It was 2012 or 2013. And a friend of mine knew I used to go to a ton of metal concerts in Sacramento, and he wanted to go to a concert with me. He's like, hey, this rapper Logic's playing here. Want to go watch it? And uh, it was like, it was the venue was pretty full. And I remember that being the most boring show I had ever been to in my life. Oh. It was the music. Like, like, I was sitting here like, this kid could rap but the crowd wasn't moving. My back was hurting because I was just standing still the whole time. There was no movement. He played one hype song, the crowd got hype, and then at the end of it, he said, see, y'all like that hype shit, but I spit the real shit and went back to his old style. <laughs> I was like, wait, so you know what the crowd likes, you got them to have fun, and then you said, no, fuck it, you're gonna get what I want you to get and then make the crowd suffer. I'm never going to one of your shows again. <laughs> but yeah. Wow. That was my intro to Logic, and that was before he ever had like even like a million views on any music video. Shit. Anywho, all that to say, that's really my only familiarity with Logic. Um, I think I tried one of his albums, the one where he talks about being biracial, like a shitload. I don't know if that's normal for him, but it was at least one album where I think he was talking about it pretty heavy. So I'm not I'm familiar with him, but like I don't like listen to him or whatever. Um, but I also never got all the hate behind him really. So to this album specifically, no pressure. I didn't really know what to, I knew I could expect bars, but other than that, I didn't really know what else to expect. And I like this album a decent amount, to be honest. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'll say I really, really liked it, but I like this a decent amount. Um, most of the beats weren't that boring, like from what he used to do, the like, Young Sinatra stuff, that shit was horrible. But most of these beats were actually pretty interesting to listen to. Um, specifically, uh, songs like, uh, perfect. That be I've never even heard Logic rap over a beat like that in my life. So perfect, uh, a, a to Z. Oh my God, dude! Like that A to, a to Z might have been the most unique beat on the whole album. Um, and like Dad Bod. Like I don't know. There was just actually like a lot of good songs. Um, in terms of topic, I could tell just from the lyrics in this album that he seems to have trouble with topics. Not necessarily trouble with finding topics, huh. but trouble with having content that people actually want to hear from them. Like, it seems like if he's on his conscious shit, people don't want to hear it. It seems like if he's on his just talking about my life shit, people don't want to hear it. So, like, if he's on his braggadocious shit, people don't want to hear it. So, like, I don't know what he's supposed to really rap about. Um, but you could tell, like, that's a whole issue for him on this album. And it felt very diary like to me like i have a genre in my head i could just call it diary rap which is you know when people sound like they're rapping out of a diary like just all their most personal thoughts and feelings and this you know kind of sounded like one of those albums like it didn't really sound like he was just trying to put an album together as much as like he really did have a lot of shit on his chest and he wanted to get it out like especially you felt out on like the song dark place where it's just the whole thing just sounds like a diary entry if like looking at the lyrics um but yeah overall i liked it do y'all know if this whole project was produced by no id because it's i mean he's shouts them out damn near every song or was it just some songs no it's only it's only a few songs okay, okay he did yeah he was trying to really get that point through but it just wasn't on every single one oh yeah i damn near thought that since he said he what created it over 10 days i damn near thought him and no id were in the studio for 10 days because <laughs> like this sound like the amount he shots him out seems like it um milo what'd you think so let me think 
going into this album, I was anti-logic coming out from this. I cannot deny that this was a very good piece of art and it made me question whether my disdain toward this artist was justified and i i think it i think it was unjustified i think i hopped on the hate logic bandwagon in the same way that a lot of people hopped on the hate taylor swift bandwagon and in a similar way i read about taylor swift and actually listened to her music and i I ended up respecting her a lot so listening to this this album changed how i felt about logic as for the album itself i said it was a very good piece of art it was a bit of an understatement because i think that this album is emblematic of what hip-hop is this is what Damn. hip-hop should be wow should be i did not movie. expect this from you dog like, i'm gonna be real i was not ready <laughs> this is this is great he it's like listening to a like a dragon just breathing fire mm-hmm. and growling the entire time the amount of energy and technique his technique is so great so i feel like on a lot of projects to speak to the production it wasn't very it wasn't good enough so that i could hear what the artist was actually saying and in my own personal listening experience listening like earl sweatshirt like his production sometimes it's just like i either have to turn the volume really up like up really high so i can okay earl what's going on here Whereas with this, the balance between his voice and the music was so good. Even if I played, so I gave this album two listens. And I think this is only, this might be out of the second or the third album of, out of all the albums we've done, I've listened to twice. And even like, so on the second listen, it was a bit more, you know, I wasn't taking notes. I was just having it play in the background. And even then, the balance between the production and his voice was so good. I could still catch lines I didn't catch before when I, was, I had my pens out and was writing stuff down. So the production, the clarity of the production is, is just phenomenal. And that's not even talking about the music itself. Mm-hmm. His technique is great. I like how he can vary himself. The song Perfect is, a, is an excellent example of that. where Because it was getting a little monotonous up to that song, and then he changed up his delivery with a more haughty machismo mm-hmm. sort of delivery, as opposed to this conscious kind of delivery we got in prior to that. and. That just be able to deliver your technique in a varied fashion and to have a, a technique that's so, so good in general with the punchlines, love it. And as for the content, that's the one place where I can't deny his content is pretty much, it doesn't differ much from song to song. It's all pretty much in the same realm. It's just that the music and his delivery, I think, outweighed outweighed the repetitiveness of the concert uh, of the content. So to wrap up, if he had cut this down to what is this an hour long project? Yeah. If he'd cut this minutes, down, like how many? What was the song? It was fifteen songs. Uh, fifteen songs. That's like an hour. If he made this twelve songs, it would be flawless i wouldn't have any criticisms oh my last criticism i wasn't on board with the whole that weird voice that radio voice that came on at the end mm-hmm. of some of the songs describing the making of the album gotcha. that could have been left out gotcha. Gotcha. milo i think i really appreciate what you said there especially that there was this kind of this really over the top logic hate train that i felt like was going on especially through the times of 
supermarket and confessions of a dangerous mind that was probably overblown with the like the biracial jokes and stuff like that but like you said the logic getting back to just getting a fire beat and just making good bars on top of that he's really in his element here and that's why i think this album works so much better than for example supermarket where i felt like he was really trying to go in a kind of an indie rock direction i mean this is logic just doing him and this just works i totally agree in that sense fully agree with y'all fully agree with y'all um this really just sounds like this is an album that he wanted to make and was just him you know um and then i don't know if i just earlier mentioned earlier but what i felt plagued him the most was just like he had bars he's always had bars he's always been able to rap yeah. since i very first heard him that's never been a question but it's always been content and production do you like content do you like the production he rapped over and he would always rap over this super old school like boom bap shit and i just fucking hated it cannot stand it this uh i mean he does like he has a couple songs along that along with that type of production but uh what you said milo like he does a really great job of not making this sound monotonous like every song is either a different production from the previous one or the one after it, or if there's like even a cluster of maybe two or three songs that sound the same, the next one will switch up the style. And so he's constantly bouncing back and forth between moods and production styles and like just enough to always keep you like, oh, here's the next one. Like you never just zone out, in my opinion, and forget that the album's playing because it's all such the same. Like you, you, you legitimately get like a diversity of music in this, which is something I super appreciated. I definitely agree. And I just, I don't know. I feel like it works better in this context for Logic to show off all of his like influences mm -hmm. and just like Kanye West played a big part of the production and like Nuja Bass was really important on influencing this. And like he loves Andre 3000 as we can see him like mm -hmm. displaying on multiple songs on the album. I think it just works better for me because we know this is Logic's last album. So I almost like, want to hear a little bit more when he's able to re reflect back on his career uh, mm -hmm. i mean really right off from the no pressure freestyle right in the beginning and all the way like taking it back to him when he was first coming up on soul food too and just being able to get like a continuation of the soul food series from his very first album and then having that kind of transition over the whole career was a really sweet little change up and I just wish that he had been doing this for the past couple of albums, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's, that's... I just have a question for Alan. Yeah. So some of the comments you made at, in your, I guess, opening remarks about the production were that it seemed like there wasn't much originality in the production. Yeah. Am I correct? So I guess my next question would be, do you, do you like J. Cole? Uh, yes, I do. But as Mark, as Mark knows, I definitely <laughs> criticized J. Cole before because he has the exact, I mean, he does, he does the same thing where he'll sample another, like, clearly another rap song. Like, the first, the first song I heard by J. Cole was that one where he sampled New Workout Plan, right? But <laughs> I feel like in that song, he was able to at least change it up in a way that I feel like Logic did on um on man i is 
But J. Cole also does a much better job taking a sample than Logic does on songs like GP4 on this album. That is just like literally biting. Um, I feel like I see why that connection is there, but I think J. Cole executes a little better than Logic does, if I'm being honest, in general, through their whole career. I just ask because <laughs> the first thing that when you were saying that, uh, what came to mind was land. Uh, you were so logic on this album. He takes a a an outcast sample, right? Yeah. And the first thing that came to mind when you were taught when you were making those uh, comments was "Land of the Snakes" by J. Cole, which is honestly just, I, it's like stories. I can't remember the name by Outcast. But it's just basically that beat, and then J. Cole raps over it. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, I don't know that J. Cole song, so I can't, like, honestly speak to it that much. But my experience, generally, with J. Cole so far has been better than what I mostly have, than I would call, like, straight up biting. Mm. Maybe I'm wrong about that song, but when I heard, what's the J. Cole workout song called? So J. Cole sampled Kanye's new workout plan and made uh, workout, workout, like need workout for me, workout for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that song does enough for me to like be differentiated where like we heard the G Easy song that sampled um, Where Is My Mind? And that was just literally stealing the chorus. And GP4 is basically stealing the whole like verse kind of flow the song elevators so i think a big part of it is execution to me mm. and by the way it was the art of story storytelling the art of storytelling by outcast the outcast song? Land of the snakes okay uh real quick uh if you want to jump into this track list first thing i want to talk about by far is the song dark place what are y'all thoughts on that song my only notes for that song are the level of heat on this album is just disrespectful full stop <laughs> so if i can i've been talking a lot recently but i'll talk a lot talk a little bit about my experience with it and how he talks about i'm not black enough i'm not hood enough i'm not rich enough i'm not poor enough and logic going through i'm not enough of a and I'm not enough of a B. I kind of fall in the middle. And if I had been on either side, I feel like I would have fit in a little better. Um, it's something I really resonate with looking at how people clown him for being biracial. Um, even in the intro today, we mentioned that he like he passes as looking white, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, that's kind of like the experience I have. Like looking at me, people don't really know that I'm half white either. And it, I actually resonate a lot with the lyrics on this song because a lot of times in San Francisco, I would be like, Alan, you're, you're so whitewashed. You're so, you're so this, you're so this. But then I would go to a place like Azusa Pacific and suddenly I'm like the only Asian there. And so being able to never really fit into either of those places really, really made me actually resonate quite a lot with this song. And I don't know. I just think Logic did a pretty good job with it and that I wasn't expecting for his bars to really affect me in like a more impactful way. 
if that makes sense. No, yeah, it makes sense. Well, sounds like we've hit on another album that there's going to be like pretty good consensus. <laughs> Whereas like the last album, we all, there was a consensus that it was just <laughs> bad. <laughs> I think this is the one where we're like, yeah, this is just really good. This is really solid. <laughs> yeah, this might yeah. be the first one that we've all liked at least like a decent, like a pretty good amount. I think in every other album, like at most, like if everyone else likes it, one person, usually you, Milo, will be like, eh, it was all right. <laughs> So I'm looking actually at the lyrics for it right now, and I'm seeing that Alan Waits actually was kind of the old man voice talking at the end. Mm. And that's, I don't know, if if any of you have ever heard um, Alan Waits' music, it's really, I don't know, it's kind of a really heavy, dark storytelling kind of rock, I guess, ballad with like piano and guitar and stuff. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I would... I wish that Logic was able to use more of this album on his previous work. Like mm-hmm. getting Alan Waits involved in this way, I feel like was a lot better than getting Mac DeMarco on his last album to just say like, can you make my song sound like a Mac DeMarco song? Like this is t- taking an Alan Waits influence and making a great song that was made by Logic based on it. And I know I just, <laughs> it's just sad that this has to be his last album when this is the first, like, this is probably my favorite Logic album that I've heard. Yeah, same. (laughs) And I just think he, and even though I still have the criticisms about, like, the song that is just biting Outkast, like, I can see Logic has it in him to make good music, Mm -hmm. and it just, I wish it just didn't have to be the last. That was the thing I've always doubted. Like, once again, never with that he was a rapper or they could rap, but can he make good music? And it was always a no for me, which is why I just never gave him a try. Like, he could not make good music. This album, I felt, proved me wrong. This album, I felt, was like, no. Like, he could put together a solid body of work if he's just, you know, willing to adjust and shit. Um, but specifically, getting back to this Dark Place track, uh, so I'm, this is actually the track I had the most notes for. Uh, just because, once again, it's like a diary. He's pouring so much of himself out. Um, one of the lines, though, I first want to mention is what, you know, is he says, rap used to fill me with joy, but now it's nothing but pain. Um, which obviously might be the key to this whole retirement thing. Um, and I could imagine that because, I mean, it's not as bad as Russ, but from the majority of the hip-hop community, I've never heard anything positive about Logic. In fact, I was scrolling through YouTube, swear to God, just like two days ago. And as I was scrolling through YouTube, like a clip from the Joe Budden podcast comes up and the clip title says, um, Logic is the worst rapper ever to grace a mic. And I was like, God damn, bro. Like, you know, the Joe Budden podcast has like a pretty big fucking podcast. I'm like, I can't think of any you know, podcasts or anything, it's just any uh, hip-hop media that ever talks as positively about Logic. So you going to say, Milo? Joe Budden to me is uh, a lot of nerd. It's just like, uh, I never heard about you until Complex News. And <laughs> I guess I only technically heard about you because I watched You Got Served. Yeah, I know him from You Got Served. That's where I know him from. <laughs> Well, I guess just to speak a little more because I do kind of, like I said, I do personally kind of resonate with this song. That to me really feels like one of those scenarios where Logic was going to be kind of 
where I feel like the industry was kind of against him from the start, just being like someone who is half white, but he can't really be like, he can't really be like Eminem where everyone's like, oh, well, he's a white rapper. So that's like, that's kind of cool. But instead he's in this kind of like biracial between zone. And so Mm -hmm. when I hear stories like, like Joe Budden saying that, I understand why logic was so like I'm biracial. This is like causing me issues in my life. Mm-hmm. It makes me like kind of feel bad for clowning him for the last couple of years for saying that. Obviously, he could have like toned it down a little bit on that record. Maybe that was three albums ago, I think, mm-hmm. um, when that was. But I don't know. I'm I'm glad that we're all kind of admitting that like logic probably was kind of overhated. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Because to say he's, like, even before this album, for someone to say that he was, like, the worst rapper, I think is just, that's honestly <laughs> just this an insulting thing to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It's pretty clear that Lil Wayne is the worst. Oh, my. We're not rapper. doing this. We're not doing this. <laughs> We're not doing this. I got to keep repeating that to myself. <laughs> um, No, I get you. Uh, I obviously, like, yeah, that's that's purely meant to throw an insult when you say that he's the worst rapper to ever do something like it's not even close, you know, he's dope as fuck. Um, but when you say you kind of feel like the industry might have been against him from the beginning, I don't feel that way, no way, whether you're black, white, mixed, like, eh, there's been people from all over the gambit that have succeeded. For me, it was just like he always had something strong that pushed people away, though. At first, it was the boring ass beats, then it was the fact that he made a whole basically album talking about how he's biracial. If he just would have put all those feelings into one song, how he does on here with Dark Place, that would be so much more respectable. But think about if Dark Place was every song on this fucking album, I bet you we would not have enjoyed it the same. And so if he just would have put all that emotion and thought around his whole biracial and that stuff going on with him, like into like one track and then maybe like randomly throw an event here or there and like another track, I think it would have been much more received, but people were just like, yo, like, is that all he's trying to talk about? Is that all he's trying to say to people is that he's biracial? I'm, I can do this. I should be able to do this. Or people hate me for this. Then it's like, I mean, I'm not, I'm still not saying the hate was justified, but I like get why all of a sudden people started turning. I think if he just wanted to like this album, putting in one song, all like the hate he feel like he gets, then that would have been better. But yeah, I don't mean to imply that that necessarily Logic has handled it perfectly because Logic mm-hmm. has put out some bad music. Like, don't mm-hmm. don't get it twisted. I don't think he's perfect, mm-hmm. and he also hasn't like acted in the best way. Like, he talked about how he wrote that song one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five, and that's like that's how much money I made off that off that single. And that was a moment when I was really like, oh, Logic, that's just that's a bad look for someone who is mm-hmm. trying to be a more like woke conscious kind of guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't, yeah. If you, if you took any of that to say that logic's always been perfect, that's not what I mean at all. But mm-hmm. I do feel like the biracial thing to me, it, it is, it is pretty tough. And I am mm-hmm. someone who is biracial and has dealt with mm-hmm. a lot of shit related to that. Mm-hmm. Um, logic could have done a better job of just like say it once say it well be done even on this album he has to tell us like no ideas producing no ideas producing no yeah. ideas producing a million times um so but i don't know it's i can see how probably both sides were a little at fault 
Some of the other great lines he has on this uh, song are, I'm tired of searching logic on Google and getting depressed. I thought that was like a good line. Um, yep. No amount of money could take away the feeling of insecurity. All my dreams came true by bleeding cry mm. too. <laughs> no. <laughs> we got some about that? Just didn't know where to shop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's, he there's a quote, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just saying there's a quotation that says, whoever said money couldn't buy happiness just didn't know where to shop, end quote. I mean, that's, I'd say that's probably kind of fair. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, he obviously made a ton of money, like, has gone kind of, like, life he wants, house he wants, family he wants. But, like, when you go online and millions of people have nothing but horrible shit to say about you, like, you might as well be the lowest of the low on earth because you're just feeling like shit, no matter how big your bank account is. I know I actually listened to an uh, interview, ironically, Joe Budden interviewed uh, Russ, and I listened to that. And, I mean, I never really thought about Russ or cared. I mean, I wasn't on the whole fuck Russ train, but I never gave him any attention. But afterwards, just listening to him talk about, like, yeah, do you know how it feels to wake up every day? And then someone's in your mention, like, yo, fuck you, Russ, you know? It's just like uh, people, they give it, saying it's a joke, people saying fuck you all the time, you know, wearing shit with your face crossed down and shit. He was like, that shit has an effect on people, you know? And yeah. so, I mean, I could imagine, yeah, like, when he Googles his name on, you know, Google, and then just everything is just shit like yeah that would make me fucking depressed too so like i get it well mark the the you open this intro open this podcast actually with talking about your experience seeing logic back in like 2012 2013 mm-hmm. and right at the end of this song he says shit i'd love to end this on some positive shit hit you with some punchlines instead of some derogative shit mm-hmm. but it's okay to be sad sometimes and tired of shit i guess and then that's mm-hmm. the last thing he even says on the song so I don't know. It just—it's really interesting to hear you say that story and realize Logic's been dealing with the. I need to just make hype up like Lil Wayne quality lyrics mm-hmm. that just get people really pumped, versus like I kind of wanna. Versus I kind of wanna like be more serious and have more songs like Dark Place, but mm-hmm. he doesn't always feel like those are the most well received songs. So it's kind of a catch twenty two. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Um, what's the next track you want to look at? I just want to mention the intro. Uh, despite my, I guess, enjoyment of this album, the intro was a little, a little <laughs> I wrote down how long this nigga's been in. <laughs> the same criticism I had for what's his face, fucking um, West Side Gun. And I'm what I mean, like when he started rapping, it wasn't so bad, but the. I guess the who is that? Who what's the name of the gentleman that's doing the monologue? Alan Waits. Alan Waits. Yeah, that was just more of a comment. Uh, I don't know if anyone. Yeah, who does have a specific track? Well, uh, my on the intro, I have my notes. I've literally put classic logic beat, which means it probably wasn't a good thing, you know, so I like, I felt the same, I was like, okay, please tell me I'm not going to get a whole album of this, because I'm not hyped, and so, um, yeah. So I actually have a song that I want to talk about, and it's Hit My Line, mm-hmm. and okay. I like Hit My Line because it's not kind of getting 
away from Dark Place. It's a really typical Logic song, and what I think a good Logic song is. It has really fun production, it's really upbeat, and it has clever bars, right? And this is the kind of thing that where I think Logic is really good in his element, like driving down the 101 on the 405 and talking about OJ Simpson. Like, that's where he's at his best. So what do you guys think of Hit My Line? I liked it. I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was definitely cool. I love it when people, how can I put this? They put God in a position of, I don't want to say like humanizing him, but in a sense of just, can we talk, talk about this? Like, I just have some questions. If you could please help me make sense of all this. Like the subject matter was very much like a plea to God. If you could just give me a phone call. It's, it's sort of what you would say to a, a distant friend that you haven't spoken to in a while, right? Like, hey, hit my line sometime. We should catch yeah. up. Look at all these. There are way too many kids in the neighborhood outlined in shock. I'd, I'd like to talk about that sometime. Yeah, I totally so that, agree. And I, I think one of, one of the things that's really good about this song to me, too, is that you can have the verse where he's talking about, like, needing to turn to God and wanting to talk to God about the violence that he's seeing. But this also was a perfectly good just banger. If you don't want to listen to the lyrics, right? There's something <laughs> no. I could easily like. It works in either context to me. If I want to sit Which down, is great, and to be honest. Like, yeah, it being able to be a song that I would listen to, just like sitting down listening to the words in my apartment. But it's also a song that I could just like throw on, just like with my friends in the car. And mm -hmm. in both places, I think the song is successful. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. The beat was fat. By the time we got to go. I was going to say a line that I really liked in the verse was kids scared of drive-bys when they should just be scared of the dark. I think that's Ooh, awesome. That's just a, like, I didn't even catch that. That's a great line. That like, there's just, I, cause I, I've actually heard that in a few different like books I've read and stuff that kids who grow up in kind of a, in a really like rough scenario tend to grow up really fast mm -hmm. and they get commented like hey this teenager is so mature for his age this child is coming home and cooking dinner on their own and oftentimes that becomes just like a sign of trauma and a sign of like neglect and that felt pretty pretty real to me for logic to dive into that on one of his like banger songs just like huge respect about that um, yeah i think uh what you're talking about is called adultification bias that's the sexy term for it mm, i okay. term um i thought so when i had one of my notes for open mic aquarius 3 was one of my notes was this is definitely better than his earlier young sinatra stuff like it was at that point where i realized yo he's actually like i mean he's spent on like the always sides of it but it's just really starting to diversify and like flow and production and even content a little bit more um i don't know were you guys getting to that point by by this song but I mean by the second song now? No, no, no. <laughs> Open Mic Aquarius Part Three is. Oh, forgive me. No. Two, Maybe three, five. Four. It's like yeah, it's five. Track five, but it's the fourth song. 
Okay, I'm sorry. Now I have better contact. What was yeah, the question? Fuck you, Milo. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a second. No way. <laughs> I mean, so I put on my notes, this is definitely better than his earlier Young Sinatra stuff. So four songs in, I was like, okay, he's definitely making some music that's better than what I heard from him back in the day. Like, were you all getting that feeling like by the fourth song in also? Or did it take a little bit longer? Well, I didn't come into this. So I came into this on like the Hate Logic bandwagon based on what I'd seen. And like, but really, the only song I'd heard by him was 100. Um, was I've never heard that song, swear to God. <laughs> 273 Talk. Really? Yeah. It got so big. Talk. I just didn't want to listen to it. It got so fucking big. I was like, nah, I'm Gucci. So I never heard it. Well, all right then. Uh, let me see if I can reach all the way up to that ivory tower. Anyways. <laughs> 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 Uh, so I didn't I didn't have anything to compare it to I just the only notes I have I thought by this time he really started to engender that like NYC delivery that I couldn't resist Mm -hmm. and (laughs) I knew it (laughs) I got some J. Cole vibes off of the production especially on his like delivery on the on the hook Mm -hmm. but oh and just one last thing about his technique he's very continuous when he raps whereas like Drake if you can think of Drake and how he raps on songs, how it's kind of a machine gun style delivery, like he'll do like two or three lines and stop and then catch the beat and do another couple lines. Mm-hmm. Logic just starts and keeps going and going and going. Logic is it. the opposite of Pop Smoke, who does one line and waits five seconds and does another line. <laughs> 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 Swear to God, bro. <laughs> um... Yeah, he does rap a lot going fast. Um, Alan would be in a better position to answer this question because I, I feel like he's listening to more logic than I am. <laughs> so what about you, Alan? Oh, about Marks? Yeah. Well, I actually, it's hard for me to say because I just feel like back in like the incredible true story days or stuff like that, I was just in such a different place mm-hmm. uh, that I don't know. I can't really, to be honest, I can't really say. I bet I, I'm going to have to go back and listen to them to give kind of an honest answer, right? Mm-hmm. Just because when we're talking about albums from an eight, from like eight years ago that I haven't really heard since then, it's, it's hard for me to say. But I can confidently give you that this song is up to that quality at least. Uh, given that it had kind of just fire, fire production on this album, I would be willing to bet it might be even better but i don't know for sure um speaking of fire production right so the song perfect as i mentioned earlier when i that beat is hard as fuck and i've never heard logic rap on a beat like that um what did y'all think of him on that song i thought it was great it was no surprise to me at the end when so first of all if you want to get me into a rap song, including like little weird quirky tags like per, 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 perfect <laughs> stuff like that, I just I don't know what it is. <laughs> it just makes me go crazy. <laughs> so that little touch, <laughs> loved it. Like Nas did this one track for 3LW like way back in the early uh, like 2000s, and there's this little tag that's like, hey, and I don't know. I just still love that song to this day. Good enough. <laughs> I thought I I loved him on this song because I kid you not. So for the song Soul Foods, the track just before it, mm-hmm. in my notes I have sounded period the period same period, 
and then off mm-hmm. to the side, getting worried this may be another monotonous project, and then Perfect comes up, and he gives me a completely different. I don't, I don't know why he could rap like this. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I've never heard him rap like that, ever. So yeah, I I thought it was great. Alan, really good. Uh, going back to the originality thing, I couldn't help but notice this is Kanye sampled that Perfect on, on uh, Life of Pablo, but I think it's from a like a Street Fighter game. Or heard, I've heard like I've heard lots of beats like in music where like people have sampled that perfect like like a <laughs> ton of people have sampled that. So yeah, I think it's my guess is I think it's one of the Street Fighter Two remakes, uh-huh. but that's neither here nor there. Um, but it, I don't know this album. This <laughs> this song was really good. It made like I loved <laughs> I loved the line where he's talking about. I'm a fucking beast. I'm from the East. I keep the peace. I don't need a peace. I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I just confirmed with um, my roommate that it was in fact Street Fighter that it was sampled from. Oh, awesome. I have proved I'm a fucking nerd. Nice. <laughs> this is what hip hop is about. Random Street Fighter ad libs. Like this ad libs. Like this is the stuff. This is where we came from. <laughs> Oh, okay. I was just going to say, this is, I'm actually glad that you guys liked this song a little bit because, but I am a little disappointed, uh, Milo, that you didn't like Soul Food too. That was actually one of my favorites from the album. I I thought it was good. Um, I don't actually have too much to say about Perfect other than it's just kind of like pretty good song. Uh, Nothing stuck out to me as like, super impactful mm-hmm. but i liked it energy's up tempo the perfect sounds pretty sick yeah for me it was just the fact that i never heard him on a beat like that like that's what like that's a trap beat basically and i've never heard him on a trap beat so i thought it was uh cool um alan what's a track that you really liked or want to talk about uh well let's go to soul food too then let's do it <laughs> So, uh, this song is like a sequel to the song Soul Food off of his first album, right? Mm-hmm. And there's actually a pretty, a pretty interesting switch up I want to hear you guys takes on, um, where right about two thirds of the way through the song, Logic goes, then I ain't saying shit, I guess. Hey, fuck all these punchlines. I just want to tell a story. I just want to have fun in the basement type shit, Ayo. And then and then he goes into this whole story about like once upon a time a couple guys from out of this world were talking rap and hip hop in the year twenty one fifteen at the Babel Space Station. And then all of a sudden we get this two verse <laughs> this two verse outer space scenario <laughs> about people <laughs> hearing the last the last rap song and seeing a a fucking Quentin Tarantino movie <laughs> and it's and I just loved the creativity of going from like this reflective song and then we're gonna flip it and make like a space rap opera not not really an opera but like a space rap type story just in the middle of the song was excellent to me and pretty original like when I think of rapping about a story you made up in space. Like, I'm going to think of logic from now on about that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty sick to me. Mm. That's cool. I dug it. 
which doesn't surprise me because Logic and I like the same anime. At any rate, <laughs> I got a very diggable. Also, be best friends. <laughs> <laughs> I got a very diggable planets vibe on that on the section you're talking about. Diggable planets has a song called "It's Good to Be Here," and they they talk about like this extraterrestrial experience and yada yada. Like we stopped by Mars to get some petrol, so mm. I was into it. Yeah, I didn't have much. The only notes I have for Soulful 2 were these are some nice beads and he's dropping nicely over these. This is the type of shit he should be making. So, I mean, I liked it, but I wasn't yeah. sure. Uh, so, my, actually, one of my favorite lines on the whole album was on this song, and it was, when I bust no thrust, the world we're living in is fucked. Industry rule number 4081. Your new shit ain't as good as your old shit. So your new shit is your old shit in the sun. Let me get some. And then he's going this whole thing about how no one likes your new music until it's old. And then suddenly that becomes what was good. And then when you drop new stuff, finally, instead of remembering that, Hey, we didn't like the old stuff right when it came out last time we wrote it off and now we like it. He's just talking about the cycle that comes with being a rapper where like, Oh, his new stuff isn't as good. Oh, his new mm-hmm. stuff isn't as good. But then eventually people kind of come back and, well, we're being slept on. And I mean, if we're talking about someone who kind of was slept on, we have like myself who judged Logic pretty harshly. And like mm-hmm. Milo opened this podcast by saying that you judged Logic pretty harshly as well. Um, I don't, I thought that was a pretty cool insight there. No, I agree. That's nice. Oh, this is uh, what I get for playing it safe. I don't want to interrupt anybody. Yeah, same. What did you guys think of? Oh, shit, it's Rock Hell. She's a fucking thought. <laughs> that was so random, bro. <laughs> is that from Raquel? She shows up again in a later song, too. Because <laughs> in a later, I think it was Dad Bod, maybe. This is that's speculative. But somebody's like, yo, 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 fuck Raquel too. <laughs> and I was like, who is this girl? <laughs> yeah, Raquel took the L on this. Wherever, wherever she is, she took the L. <laughs> um. So on the song "Dad Bod," um, he has some lines, which Alan, you already mentioned one, and I love my wife like I'm Chance, which is obviously referencing Chance's "The Big Day." Uh, album which like i don't know if you could say chance fell off we'll have to see you on this next project but i don't think anyone had a bigger hype train behind them but like in like 2013 2015 besides chance and then he dropped one of the worst hip-hop albums of all time <laughs> yeah i'm still never i after rap is one of my favorite mixtapes of all time i can listen to the whole thing in one sit through never skip a song one of my favorite mixtapes of all time that being said, I still haven't listened to Big Day because of how bad unanimously I didn't hear a single reviewer say a positive thing about it. So, do you uh, think that maybe listening to this album might might change that because you see that like Logic has had kind of a bad rap, but you listen to no. it's not actually that bad. No, okay. <laughs> no, I heard this. Like I heard the album, which is so bad. Like. Like I, I honestly don't even want to waste an hour listening to it. Like I, it was just straight. Never mind. No, 
that album is that bad. I was trying to see if I could convince you to listen to it. But. <laughs> yeah, no, bro, I'm Gucci. Um, but yeah, so he has a well, line. That should be our next album. No, the Big Day. I'm listening to Big Day. I'm I quit. Um, but yeah, he has this line where he says, "I love my wife like I'm Chance," and then he says, also on the uh, song, "If you don't like me conscious, you won't like my material shit." I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool. That's a clever line. I like it." Um, and it also says, "I'll murder you like a pro-lifer." <laughs> yeah, I wasn't able to interpret what that meant. I mean, oh, okay. I'll give you my reading, and then Mark, I'd like to hear yours. Okay. But it's kind of like people who are typically pro-life, like, "Oh no, you know, God, a fetus inside a woman is a baby." All this stuff are also the same kind of people who like support the death penalty and like support police when they like break into Breonna Taylor's house and fucking murder her right Mm -hmm. and so when I think of pro-life it like I definitely that line is really clever to me too because I definitely think of like racist killing when someone says that they're pro-life oh okay oh I see what you're talking about I didn't Mm. even take it that deep I took it super face value uh I'll murder you like a pro-lifer you know, whereas pro-lifers are, you know, obviously don't have a problem with abortion. And so I just thought there was a clever line for him. Uh, but y'all might wait, completely be right. Wait, Mark, pro-lifers do have a problem with abortion. That's why they're like pro-life. Oh, I'm thinking pro-choice. My bad. You're right. I don't know why I thought pro-choice when I, when I heard that. Then never mind, Alan, exactly what you said then. I, actually... <laughs> I guess there was something wrong with your logic there oh alan you said you liked five hooks i wasn't a fan but i want to hear what you gotta say about it wait uh, wait i wanted to hear what you oh are we done with dad bod i didn't have any thoughts i just had the lines if you had comments on it i thought the lines were cool (laughs) well actually no i do got something to say about dad bod um so to me that sounded like if you wanted to have like a song where Logic's rapping about his life. It'd be Dad Bog, you know? Um, he just literally, and I like the hook too, where he's just talking about um, chilling with my boys in the basement or whatever, hanging out, playing video games, listening to music. Then my wife's calling me to come feed the kids. So I come home and I feed my son broccoli and shit. Like, you know, like it's just, it's, it's like him rapping about his daily life, you know, or all the shit he does, which is mm-hmm. like, it was interesting. Like, it wasn't, it was, I don't know. I didn't mind it. I thought it was kind of cool. You know what it reminded me the most of? And I mean this in like that I think this song is better than mm-hmm. is actually Lil Dicky when he's rapping about like like oh, oh I'm going down to the store and I'm like putting I'm putting soda in my water cup and just rapping about like <laughs> oh, the yeah. most, oh, the most crime. Mon- <laughs> I think that's a song. Yeah, <laughs> when he's just like rapping about really really overly mundane things but in a way that little dicky like goes out of his way to make it just like extra fucking pitiful that he's doing these things it's like logic is actually rapping about like being a father and like an actually important day-to-day life um but it just reminded me in kind of that casual way of a little dicky doing white crime dude i cannot wait for the next little dicky album like i don't know if we'll ever get it now that his show's popping but Oh my god, I fucking love little Dicky. So Yeah, I don't I don't I'm not excited. Oh my gosh. Hold your breath and we'll see how many people we have on the next talk on the next podcast. 
Milo, are you not are you not an LD guy? Oh no, I like no, I like Little Dicky. You do? I thought you would. I thought you about. I was going yeah. to roast you for even suggesting that he would like Little Dicky. You like Little Dicky? I thought you'd hate Little Dicky. He's just he strikes me as one of the. Um, I don't think I don't find Little Dicky problematic. I find Gilliam, or whatever his name is, from Piedmont or whatever North Oakland. Who's Gilliam? Oh, wait, are you Easy talking about... Or, or God damn it. Where are you going with that? <laughs> See, way more problematic. Just admit you like whatever her name is, bro. It has nothing to do with G-Easy, dog. <laughs> <laughs> it has anything to do with it. It has everything. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. You're like, you're like that friend's... I don't know, you're like the girlfriend's friend or whatever. And so when like the boyfriend breaks up, yo, fuck that nigga. He was trash anyways. So five hooks. Yeah. So yeah. this Excellent. is a song. Oh, Milo, I'm so glad to hear that. I actually agree, but go ahead. Give us your take on it. Another thing that gets me really gets me going. The no ID my mentor. And then dot, 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 let the story begin, let the story end, happened in um, Big Brother by Kanye West on graduation, mm-hmm. happened with J. Cole on Let Nas Down, and it's happening here, and I'm here for it. I love it. <laughs> and the lines, let's talk about before, what did he say? I was like God before Lucifer fell. I raised yeah, hell. that was mm-hmm. cool. Here's I thought that was great. cool. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> And then when he hit us with that, like we always do with this time and brought me back to that. Oh, thing. yeah. Maybe my love of graduation is what made me like this song because two of, the, <laughs> two of the major like characteristics are both from graduation. But I loved it. I was dead when he, when he said, like we always do with this time. Excellent. The technique, it's just all of my notes here. I, I color coded my notes and all of them here are color coded for this, the technique and delivery. Mm, okay. So he actually gets into how different this song is. And he's talking about, hey, I'm trying to do my shit different now. I love this BPM. It's a different style. And that's on verse one. So it's a, it's kind of a funny contrast where he's willing to kind of take what Kanye was doing on Big Brother that J. Cole eventually did. but And then kind of like now he's kind of taking the reins. But then he's also able to just make a pretty fire song out of it, too. Uh, which which obviously Kanye and J. Cole did too. But this is actually what I was going to say about it, is this is how if we were going to cut maybe two or three tracks off of the entire album, this is how I would like end it. Because this is Logic going back over his whole career and he's talking about how Def Jam is trying to sign him and how he like got a label offer, but then he decided to go against it and wanted to stay to stay independent and how happy he is that he's independent. Yeah. Let me, I mean, he's retired. Well, probably a... so, you know, <laughs> but, yeah, okay. I would assume he would got signed with how big he got. So Def, well, I think he, wa- he walked away from Def Jam because he says Def Jam under Shipney, not a CD on the rack. And then Rad Pack had to ask him to unbox it in the back. So all that to say, I, I really like that the way that this album kind of, this album this song kind of comes into the end of the album looks back on logic's come up and 
really talks about the decisions that he made in his career that kind of let him blow up and make songs like the the suicide <laughs> the suicide hotline song and oh fun fact about this is the song is called five hooks because there's only five songs on this album that have like real legit hooks on them so mm-hmm. having it be kind of a referential like a referential that's kind of cool a little and the name of the song was pretty yeah. sick yeah um i did also notice that too i can't remember what song i don't think i noted it but i remember hearing a hook and it was a solid hook i was like lots of just hooks <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's only five on a 15 track album <laughs> that's funny um yeah i don't have anything to say about it like i just wasn't a fan of my notes but the way y'all talk about it i kind of want to give it a listen after this so i might have to do that um there's a lot of kanye love in this like oh, even before he oh says, and graduation which is my least favorite album so that makes sense that that's a fucking travesty by the way it's my but least favorite kanye album <laughs> he even says louis vuitton rom which like doesn't actually rhyme but kanye in his songs like rhymed louis vuitton with rhyme mm. and then i loved how logic was able to like take that same little bullshit that kanye pulled and was able to pull it and then tribute tribute kanye <laughs> right after i love and that's the difference that's how i feel like logic can take his influence and like really tribute someone like a kanye west mm-hmm. without just doing like like that other song where he just literally bit off the whole the whole song of that other outcast song right this is Logic doing, like, he obviously loves tributing people. This is how you do it, Logic. Five Hooks is great for that. Um, what did y'all think of the song A to Z? That beat came on, and almost, like, perfect. When I heard it, I was like, God damn. Like, Logic is spitting over this. I love yep. it. I'll take a whole project that sounds like this. I don't give a fuck. Like, I was, like, actively, I put on my notes, I'm making a this face right now. Like, I was like, oh, like, it sounded <laughs> so fucking good, bro. Um, like I said, I thought it was the most unique beat on the album. Uh, or, yeah, he has a line where he says, uh, you can smoke government dope and not get higher than my IQ. And I was like, hey. Mm. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, what'd y'all think? I heard that. I thought that song was fire. So this, I'm just gonna be honest. It actually wasn't my favorite. I, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I Same. I do agree though. It's um, Fuck it is pretty y'all. like, no, 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 Mark. I do want to say like I, it is pretty unique. Uh, so I feel like that definitely plays into its favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it just I don't know. For sometimes I just can't. Sometimes just don't like something. You can't really say why. Like I can say like, Lil Wayne doesn't really say anything impactful. But for this oh, one, I, I think it's a good God, song. Yeah, I'll mix it a little one more time, bro. We're, we're throwing hands. <laughs> for for this song, I like, your mouth. I'm glad that you. I'm glad. I'm glad that it worked better for you than it did for me because I can definitely see the appeal of this song. Uh, Milo. I stand with Alan on this one. It wasn't. It wasn't my favorite. The only thing I have is like <clears throat> staring into space like the Enterprise. Like I didn't hate, I didn't dislike it. It just wasn't, it didn't get a gold star from me. And you know, I do want to highlight, I, I also highlight a bar uh, attracting more microphones than Magneto. 
I love that line. (laughs) (laughs) To say something positive about it, because I do think the song is pretty good, but it didn't, it didn't stick out to me all that much, if I'm being honest, or it stuck out, but it just wasn't like working a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, obviously we could go through the two tracks in between if y'all want to talk about them. But specifically, I'm curious what y'all think of the last track, Obediently Yours, which is just basically a speech. I don't know who that is giving the speech. Um, but I'm not a huge fan of, like, speeches on an album where they just have, like, a recording play, especially when it's, like, a whole thing for three minutes. But I thought that was a really solid fucking speech. <laughs> and I really liked it. I was surprised. Like, I thought that whoever the speaker was, was like saying some really good shit, especially on how like, it's up to those who have been freed uh, to help the slaves. It's up to those who have been like, I don't know if he said this, but like who have been educated to help educate. Like, you know, whatever you've been helped from is your job to now help those in that specific area and shit. And um, I don't know, I just, there there was like a lot of points that were given during that little, speech or whatever that I thought was pretty cool like especially as a I don't know if I pre- like preferred as an outro track but either way I thought it was dope uh what y'all think of it so uh, I guess to provide some context and I didn't I didn't just know this I looked it up but mm-hmm. this is from Orson Welles in 1946 uh, he's actually um who was a very famous actor he read the if you ever heard that story about the people who freaked out because War of the Worlds, the book was being like read on the radio and people thought they were being invaded by aliens. Uh Uh, That was Orson Welles reading. Uh, But in this case, this is from his show on August 11th, 1946 called the Orson Welles Commentaries, which was just like a radio broadcast that he would do. Uh And the guy, um, and he's actually talking about something that happened to Isaac Woodward Jr., who was a black veteran who was actually beaten and blinded by the hands of a white police officer. Um, and Orson Welles was doing this interview in 1946, so it's something that, I mean, logic gives a lot of props to, and I think is a pretty sweet way to end the album. It didn't, it didn't really work for me in the sense of, like, I didn't enjoy listening to it that much, and it didn't, like, without knowing the context, I don't think I really would have enjoyed it. Um, hard to say, I wish it wasn't there though, but it didn't keep me gripped for the whole time, unfortunately. Okay. So our last album ended with a speech that I wasn't too much of a fan of. I wasn't too much a fan of. Mm-hmm. And I think it was well-deserved in this instance, even though I don't think this should have been the last. Well, no, 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 forgive me. This is appropriate as like the ending track. That's fine. I just don't think the track before it should have been Amen. Other than that, I was fine with the speech because the quality of the album was so great that to end it in this way was a nice finishing touch to, I don't know if you like imagine like the end of a theater production or whatever send us off whereas in the case of west side gun you can't give me a bunch of ridiculous ridiculous antics and poor bars and then expect me to sit here and listen to some random surreptitious recording of i don't even know who this person is and how they're related to you 
that has no connection with anything you've said. <laughs> so I was fine with it. I felt it was learned. And that's a good point, actually, that I, I that I agree with. Like, logic has kind of had through his whole career. We've obviously clowned him for it. This dichotomy between like being the really white looking black kid and also not really being accepted in white circles either. So to be able to, so I think it's appropriate in that sense. It's just like, it's pretty long for me. Um, of just like uninterrupted talking, which, you know, logic decided to have it. Um, but it just uh, was a little, uh, maybe a little much for me, but I respect it. Gotcha. Um, Oh my God, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, so obviously this is a very woke speech. Like it's, it's, he's very much talking about like a lot of like real deep shit, race shit, like all this shit in, you know, um, America. But the album as a whole is not a woke album, which is why this is what confused me. Like I was not ready for it. Like there's lines here and there, but overall the album's mainly talking about him, his life, you know, uh, like kind of an overview of like what, how he felt about his rap career and just all this shit. And then he ends it with this just super like, you know, like legitimate real speech on just, you know, racism in America. And I was like, huh, it was like, I wasn't mad at it by any means. I just thought it was odd. I mean, I don't know. I'd give logic the credit of saying that as like, as someone who I, like we clown him about the race stuff, but obviously this is the Black Lives Matter movement and like police brutality and mm -hmm. everything that's happening with the country right now. Definitely like it's having an effect on like my mental health and I can only imagine what that's like for logic, especially. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm, I feel like this is not too far out of left field for me. And it's also just kind of, I hate to be cynical about it, but it's also very trendy to like, leave a comment about black lives matter and police brutality right now mm -hmm. um i kind of saw it coming if i'm being honest mm, like okay. are we gonna are we gonna get something talking about that because you know we're getting this like that wash us in the blood song we're getting like snow on the bluff and so i feel like a lot of artists are talking about this which is good um but it wasn't out of left field for me at all Milo. Milo. Sorry. So let's see. I understand that. I don't know. How can I put this? No, I still stand by what I said. The technique and production and quality of the music outweighed the. So, so in the interest, like, I understand. How can, let me put it, say this in an organized manner. So. I think that the woke aspect of the album comes through Logic's testimony. The reason I'm willing to make an exception for Logic is based on the quality he put into it in his delivery and technique and giving us more than a bunch of random ad libs and producer tags and painting a picture and telling us a narrative. So I understand that this is an anecdotal particular instance of the problems illustrated in the, like the end speech. Nevertheless, it still is a, it still adds that element of wokeness that would justify having the speech at the end. And on top of that, the quality of the music and 
when I'm listening to the production value is so good that even if the wokeness was lacking, that would still make up for it. To it's not Pop Smoke, sorry, West Side Gun. So referring back to West Side Gun, there's just nothing there. The production's not that great, and whatever sort of testimony he's giving is poorly delivered, and even when it's well delivered, it's masked over by a bunch of random sounds in the background overpowering it. There's nothing there uh, along the lines of wokeness or musical value to justify just randomly putting a speech at the end of the album, whereas with live. Okay. Okay, I definitely hear that. Um, so do you want, I actually kind of have a question I'd like to pose to you guys, but do we want to kind of wrap up the album first or do we want to talk about kind of my thoughts moving out of this album moving forward? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm cool to wrap it up. I, there's no specific songs that uh, that I want to talk about. Um, like I said, for me, okay. I thought this was a solid ads project. By far the best uh, Logic project I've heard. Um, I don't know. I have not even, I, I purposely have not listened to any reviews on it from any of my favorite podcasts or whatever yet. So, because uh, I wanted to get up here, listen. But I'm very curious on how the world of hip hop is going to, you know, react to this album. Like, are they going to give it the props we feel it deserves? Or is it going to be continued logic? Hey, you know, or whatever. Milo, closing thoughts? I feel, I feel like it's going to be continued logic, Kate, because honestly, before I had listened to the album, I spoke with some people at my job and it was very easy to get them to just kind of mock this project just, just by mentioning that it was by Logic. <laughs> so, I mean, they haven't even, hadn't even listened to it. Perhaps their attitude would change if they listened to it, but doubtful they'll even listen to it because it's by him. And which is sad because I think, I mean, as a Logic hater, this is what changed my mind about him. So. And my answer to that, my answer to uh, what you were saying, Milo, is actually, I think this is gonna be pretty, positively received uh as someone who did listen to the last two albums uh this this is a lot better this is genuinely the quality is much higher it's executed in a lot better way logic isn't trying to do fucking indie rock he's not trying to write a book to go along with the album this is just him doing what he does best it's not the most original thing but i feel like if you liked logic back in like 2013 2014 and that's kind of what you've been wanting i think this album really delivers it um so i haven't seen any much of the like the reviews or anything yet either but i actually i have faith i think this is kind of going to be his big redemption final album hmm. based off that i'm curious do y'all actually think he's going to retire like do you think he's not going to come up with another project because part of me, I very much think that he is. Um, I think, that maybe not that he's planning to. He might be planning on legitimately retiring. But, I mean, I can't tell you how often a rapper says they're retiring. And then, randomly, you've just been making music on the side and been like, wait a minute. If I put out this album, that's another $100,000 or a million, whatever. You know, like, it's just, I feel, especially if this is positively received. Like, I mean, it might be better for him to just go out on top. But if this is positively received and he finally found a style that people are going to like from him, like, I just, I don't know. And with how much of a rapper he is. Like, he's a, like he raps, you know. And so I think no matter what, he's going to keep rapping. 
but I also do think that he will eventually put out another project. Like, I just, I don't believe rappers anymore when they say they're retiring. I, don't, I clearly don't. Mark, I definitely agree with you. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, or maybe you guys haven't heard, he actually has a, like, huge deal with Twitch to be a streamer. I heard, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, Twitch, uh, like, not to speak to Twitch too much on this podcast, but I know Twitch has been moving in a direction with their platform of trying to get more like non just video game type stuff. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of musicians, especially in the electronic music scene go on there. And a lot of like during COVID, a lot of artists have been using that for lockdown. So I don't know, did you guys hear if he's going to be like a gamer or if he's going to be like, I don't know. Do you... I just know. he. I, I don't just, know. I just know he issued a big, a big deal with Twitch apparently, and apparently he's the first full time like uh, entertainment. I don't know if it's music specifically, but like ah, I make part music, like entertainment artist to actually sign a deal with him. You know, that's not a gamer. Um, so because of that, I'm I don't think that it would be gaming in that case if like they're making a big deal by them signing a non gamer. But also, I know his fucking love for video games, and he like that's what mm. he talks about on the playing. So. I also would not be surprised if his deal was video game based. So I'm no Yeah, idea. I just I I bring that up just to say that like I can I can kind of already smell it the like once the Twitch contract ends, like, mm-hmm. oh here's this <laughs> this shit I've been kind of working on on the down low or like or this album's gonna get well received and then fucking Kanye's chasing the clout and he's like, Oh, Kanye goes to logic, like, oh hey, you really like my music. You said ninety thousand times on your album, like you wanna do a collab or something. Um, and then he'll be like, Oh yeah, well we're just doing this EP, like, oh well we're just doing like this one album from retirement. Um, I definitely I think, uh, don't on think the song's five hooks if I'm being completely I have honest. In my notes. No one that's good at rapping can walk away. This 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 is more than just a hobby because it's clear from how good he is that <laughs> yep. this is a part of him. This is, it's like sleeping or walking. No one just says one day, oh, I'm, I'm just not going to have food anymore, guys. I mean, maybe people with eating disorders, but for individuals who aren't suffering from those kind of ailments, Nobody just wakes up and says, like, oh, I'm just going to give up a basic function of my human existence. And <laughs> rapping is that for him. It's, it's part of his definition. It, it's clear from his, his prowess in the art form. Completely agree. Okay. Completely agree. Like, I just, like, I just feel like rapping is so fucking innate to him. I mean, he has a studio in his house, so actually no way he's going to stop rapping. But the question is, will he release music publicly? That's the question. Which, when you're an artist and like you, you're used to like the mass of hearing your music and react to it, whether negative or positive, like it's hard to just make put a lot of work into something or make great make great art and then not want to show it to the world, you know. So mm-hmm. I, that's why I feel it'll be the hardest to make because I don't think he's gonna stop making music, but I think it'll be very hard for him to make music and not eventually release something. He might do. Uh, I'm just gonna make a thousand songs over the next couple of years or whatever and then i'll pick the top 15 at the end and make an album he might do some shit like that but he's gonna drop something eventually i think so too so we want to plug this into the spice meter yes yes um alan what you think this is a spicy this is logic like 
doing what Logic does best. He has some fire bangers. He has some reflective songs. And uh, I'm glad, I'm surprised, Milo, that you liked it so much. Um, surprised but I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> but I'm glad this is a solid spicy for me. Mark? Uh, for me, this is a solid spicy. Um, I was not prepared to give this album a spicy, but it definitely deserves one. Um, I could arguably deserve very spicy, but you know, it. I don't think it's going to have that replay value for me to deserve a very spicy. But it's um, it's it's good. It's a solid album. Like he's rapping in this shit. Um, the beats are fire. Like it. Like you couldn't. I don't know. I don't feel like he couldn't have necessarily made. I mean, he could have made a better album, but like he did what he was supposed to do in this album and it's like a final goodbye so it's solid so this gets i'm giving this album a straight up wasabi and for our non-sushi years in other words i mean very spicy (laughs) Uh, i'm glad i'm glad you felt that way about it um top two tracks i know for me I'm going perfect in A to Z, no question. I'm going with Heard Him Say and Five Hooks. I'm going to go with Five Hooks and Soul Food 2. Okay, so it's obviously so, Five Hooks. Um, y'all want to compromise on a second one? Like, I'd be, I'd be willing to do Soul Food 2, to be honest. Like, it was solid. And I think, yeah, to me, I'd be willing to do Soul Food 2. Okay, and um, Milo, a little bit of why beyond just I think the song is really good. I think soul, starting with Soul Food too, a song that is like referencing lot like the rest of Logic's career mm-hmm. is a cool is a cool element to this album that I think kind of is a microcosm of everything that he was trying to do overall with the whole record. If that makes sense. Yes, I just think it's a song that's better, which has heard him say, but I yield to the majority opinion. Okay, there we go. We have successfully <laughs> bullied Milo. <laughs> okay, so oh, go ahead, Mark. No, I was just going to say for next time, uh, I don't know, I kind of want to leave it as a surprise. I mean, we don't even know if it's happening yet. Like, technically, we don't know. It might or it might not happen, so... We should we should give them the tentative the tentative what we are doing if it's out. Milo is so excited about this. Oh, Milo's fucking stoked. He was texting me all day long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mark, what what are we planning on listening to if it drops? Oh, if y'all follow any of the hip hop blogs or you know academics, or whatever. Tomorrow, this upcoming Friday. Um, Oh, well, they're going to give this one a later date. So what's today? The 30th? Whatever it's after July 30th. Um, 31st? No, August 1st. Um, Uzi and Future are supposed to be dropping a collab tape. <laughs> for, y'all, so for those of you who don't know, Milo is actively retching. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not excited for Future. I've never listened to a Future album. I've heard his collab tape with Drake. I was not a fan. I can care less the future. But I fucking love Lil Uzi. I thought Eternal Take was the best album of this year so far. And so I am excited to see what Uzi brings. Um, uh, he's incredibly talented. 
And the, the problem with collab tapes, I feel, is that rarely ever are both artists on their A game. It's mm-hmm. usually of like, hmm. we're both especially when both of them are <laughs> shut up, shut up, <laughs> straight up trash. God, I, <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, like usually it's the fact that like they locked in a studio one night and just made like put out like eight songs. Like that's usually it, you know. And so I'm not really expecting anything high quality. But I am, (laughs) (laughs) but like I'm. Don't hold your breath. (laughs) I'm expecting some bangers, without a doubt. No question. Banging my head up against the wall. My God, I'm gonna laugh when you give it a wasabi or a ghost pepper. I'm gonna laugh. Please, oh no! If (laughs) if I ever do that, call somebody. I'm clearly in distress. But would you have said that about a Logic album? Yeah, think about it. You would have said that about Logic. The thing is, I hadn't experienced Logic apart from the Suicide song. I think it's honestly the only song I've heard by him. I've heard more from G Easy than I heard from Logic for going into this. But with little Uzi, I heard all my friends are dead. Let me go there. <laughs> I see. I've seen the little beady beads that he stole from. Never mind. I can't say this technically. At any rate, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> like Eminem on that cipher. <clears throat> Hold up. <laughs> Um, okay. But yeah, that's the plan. Unless J Cole drops tomorrow, which then that's canceled. Yeah, no, we have to do J Cole. Are you serious? We're yeah, gonna listen to said- some clown and <laughs> child beads in his hair. With a you can think a of a yachty, bro. But either way, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Either way, I mean, yeah, if Cole happens to randomly drop tomorrow, then one hundred percent, I would rather listen to Cole than those two but unless it's cole then yeah that's the album we're doing next time um for those of you who are like me who fuck with uzi you're gonna be excited hopefully <laughs> those of you old heads like milo Milo's it's not about episode. old heads <laughs> oh. sorry wearing a belt is an old-fashioned idea <laughs> forgive me you're not, you're not with the purse, bro. Like rocking the purses and shit. Like you're not wearing the dress like Jeffrey. Come on, <laughs> got a stick in the dress, bro. The purse. <laughs> um, that's all I gotta say. Y'all got anything else? Logic came through. Listen to this album if you haven't. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Okay. Ciao. All right, y'all. Peace. Cool. What y'all think? I thought that was pretty good. We 